I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yo, what up? It's the Victor Cruz Show with my guy PR, who always crashes the show. I don't even know how he gets the address. He changed venues a couple times, and he still gets the address. Our show. I don't know how he's doing this. Our show. Um, Feel free. Obviously, this is all powered by Uninterrupted P. That's family. Of course. Um, Subscribe and rate us five stars. I mean, I guess if if rate me five stars, I don't know if PR gets five stars. Well, if they ain't six, if they can't do six, then do five. Okay, got it. And then uh, (laughs) Apple Podcasts and wherever else you find podcasts, we on it, B. So let's get it popping. I'm excited today. The best part about this show, but the best part about this being my show, PR. Our show. Because it says it on the banner, the Victor Cruz show, is that I can have family up here. My family, Mm -hmm. guys, people that I've known pretty much all my life. And today we have none other than my boy, uh, J.R. Smith. Swish. My brother, what's good? Team Swish, Swish what's IG. good? What's happening? Welcome, what's Swish. I got, I got to tell you, when, when I found out that Swish was going to be our guest on the show, and I was mm-hmm. super excited about it, I was excited for most of the reasons you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Family, you know, peoples. We have these conversations even if we're not in the studio, right? we always kicking it. But I was maybe even more excited about having... Three elite professional athletes in the studio all at once. I'm looking for the third. No, no, you're looking at it. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're looking at it. No, Swish, I go through this every every episode. Three three elite athletes, um, professional athletes at that. Ask Um, him to show you a piece of footage from when he played. Haven't uh, seen it uh, yet, What are we talking about? Are we talking about basketball? Yeah, I mean, football, any, baseball, any, you know what, like, Swish? Anything. I, I'm happy you mentioned that because we can take our pick. Oh, God. You know, really? But basketball, Um, some compare my game to CP3. Um, some compare my game to you athletically, actually, as fate would have it. It's. I don't want to make this show about me because you're the guest. I'm not doing this, Yeah, man. I don't want to make this can about me. Can we get into our guest? Yeah, absolutely. Can we get into our guest? Swish? Thank you for uh, uh, coming through today. Obviously, we know you're in the heart of the season, towards the tail end, getting ready for the playoffs. Just talk to us about how your season's been going, how you feeling, uh, how's the year been. I know it was just a little bit of a roller coaster in the beginning, but now you you seem to found your niche. Hold up, hold up. I'm going to cut you off, Switch. We're not going to do that. Talk to me. We're not going to act like you guys haven't grown up together. (laughs) Let's start there. Okay, that's where we're going to start. Let's start there. Let's do it. When did you guys first meet? We met. Switch. When, when did we meet? It's been so long. How old are you? What? What? Fourteen. Grade? Fourteen. Something like that. Hey, you 14, 15 years old. Yeah. You two. Mm-hmm. I, and I know where we met. We met at the McDonald's parking lot. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jim, shout out to Jim. We love you. That's my Word. godfather's family. Jim would always, that was like the meeting ground. Like that was where everybody met. McDonald's in the and Patterson. McDonald's everybody. and Patterson. Everybody okay. know the McDonald's on Broadway. Okay. So we would go, but there were guys like, Wayne Ellington. There were like guys that would be right. there that all you players. didn't know would be guys until later. Okay, but yep, yep. think about all these guys pulling up to Wayne McDonald's Ellington, on Broadway. Joe Henderson, yep. Earl Clark, Kyle Anderson. Wow. Just it was, it was to crazy. name a few. Like just, it was just, it was crazy. Light. So we met, I think we I don't know, hopped in a van and drove to the airport and okay. we just kicked it the whole time. Obviously, then we started to get to know each other more as more and more trips got on. We went to Vegas a bunch of times and played ball and yeah. 
And uh, we just kicked and became friends, man. And it was just when you meet someone that's as like minded as you are and has, you know, goes through the same things as you do, at, you know, growing up, knows where you're from in Jersey, knows, you know, how you growing up and things like that. Like you just hit it off immediately. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah, I think I think the, the the turning point for, you know, I mean, you obviously don't know who's going to be in your life for a certain amount of time and of stuff course. like that. But when you both, when we, he and I built a bond, I, me, I remember to this day we were riding in a 17-passenger van. We were going up, to, <laughs> we were like, we were going to like up to Rhode Island or something. And this, uh, this one dude on our team, he had left our team to go play with somebody else. Okay. And... Everybody else was like, yeah, yeah, cool, man. He want to come back, whatever, whatever. But I could see, looking across from me, me and Vic sitting on a tire, showing sure up in the back, like, nah, man, I ain't with that. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, like if we looking at each other, like, yo, I'm not with that. Like, you just not going to bounce around from team to team. Yeah. And then when you need us, we're going to put you on this platform. Yeah, right? You can just no come way. back. And like, this nah. is at 15, 16, you guys we're are thinking up. like this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because even then, we knew that players basketball was different than any other AAU mm. program. I mean, obviously, there's other programs that are respected. Her, but this players thing was like, it was just different. And once you signed on to be a part of this, because, mind you, there's tryouts for this thing. This ain't right. no... Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. come pull up and play. Right, like right. there's like a system that you right. go through. And 100%. once you make that team, once you are part of that cloth and that culture and you get your players jacket. You get that jacket. You get that oh jacket. That's God. how you know it's You real. get that jacket. Any you can show up anywhere in Jersey mm-hmm. or New York, they Philly. With, uh-huh. And they see that jacket, be like, oh, he's up. official. They know what's <laughs> up. They they bout that. Well, By the way, me, Jim about to let me design the next ones too. So it's a wrap. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, it's a wrap. So so let me ask y'all this. You know, if I'm hearing y'all correctly, it seems like even that 14, 15 you know, like the sense of like family, loyalty, team, brotherhood. Like mm-hmm. that started at players for you guys. Like yeah. that really one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it was guys like Jim and Rome and and uh, Coach you know Kyle. Coach Kyle, which is Kyle Anderson's pops was one of the mm-hmm. coaches. Obviously, Unk. growing up, Unk. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Unk was like. He was like the, the OG. Like he carried the like you couldn't see the players without Unk. For Unk sure. Unk was this super OG. I uh, love it. That was just like knew about basketball, coached basketball his whole life. But then once players came around, that was like his relaxed zone where he just go to the games and just enjoy him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just and if you hollered at him, he'll give you some knowledge. Like he'll talk to you 100%. about what you know what he sees because mm-hmm. he's always watching. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's just chilling, cracking jokes, having a blast. Like, but he'll kick that knowledge to you when, whenever he sees you need it. You know what I'm saying? And it was and one thing about him. It was always about us. We walk in the gym it. and somebody else is playing. He not watching that. He talking to us or something like that. Yo, uh, we gonna watch such and such. Man, I won't, I won't come here to watch nobody else. <laughs> yeah, I come here to watch us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that was, that, and from there, I think the loyalty like really boiled up within mm-hmm. him, and mm-hmm. then everybody else just fell in line. Exactly. That's dope. Let me ask. So everyone knows. The host of the show, Victor Cruz, Super Bowl champion, pro bowler. You let him tell an accomplished author, model. You know, I, I, yeah, I deal with this shit to go to your all day. See, and my, this is my you fault. still have them. They're maybe on the clearance rack, but they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> they're still there. They're still there. Let me ask you, Swish. Victor Cruz, the basketball player. Mm. Yeah. What was his game like? What you think back then? Vic was a problem. Like what people oh, failed to I'm realize, this <laughs> he was he was a problem. Damn he it. really was because because it's it's very hard to find the talent at at that age and know their role. Mm-hmm. Like Vic wasn't out there trying to be the superstar. You he knew what it was. He said, "I played hard. I knew, I knew my role." Right. Yeah, he yeah, played he, he played his role. He locked up. He hit his corner jumpers mm-hmm. and. 
Facts. When it was time to come Facts. in and out, he came in and out. Facts. But Facts. for the most part, he did what he was supposed to do. And that's how, that's that's extremely hard to find, especially mm-hmm. in nowadays. At when that level, too. Yeah, and everybody's sitting there telling you, oh, you're great this, you're great at that, you do this, you do that. That's hard to, for kids, that's hard to grasp. And everybody already knew he was a, going football. Yeah, anyway. everybody, so knew, everybody like, knew that. From a young age. From a young age. A football player. Shit, you talk about people knowing their roles. I would argue, and I'm not asking you this, which I would argue there's people in the pros that don't know their roles. Yeah, right. I mean, so that, to find a 15-year-old. Right, but right? that's like, that's e- and that's an easier... That's 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 a, it's easier to relate to. You get to the professional level, and you you know you feel like you've accomplished whatever, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. and it's hard to your find point. your role. But at, your as a fifteen year old, sixteen, mm-hmm. well, everyone thinks they're the guy. Yeah, Everybody thinks way. they're the guy. Right. 100%. Especially when you coming from this team, and you were the man on that team, and right. you were the man on this right. team. You got like, everyone in your ear on your block you got, telling you the dude, right? right? But yep. you got you playing with four All Americans on the same team. So I'm saying like it's like right. Right. I remember one moment, bro. I never, I never forget this thing. Right. We were playing somewhere. I forget where we were playing, and it was the end of the game. We were smacking this team, and I'm in the game, and I get a steal, open court, and I just fillet. I just laid it up. Switched it up. He said, "Man, if you don't dunk the basketball, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You see all these scouts out here that dunk that bat." And I was like, I was running back, like, "All right, my bad." Yo, that was the best, bro. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you. So you know, uh, for some reason, and Swish. Call bullshit on this if, if if needed. I feel like you don't get maybe credit isn't the word, but I feel like you don't get credit for like you went pro straight out of high school. Yeah. Right? And I feel when we talk about guys that went pro, it's almost like people forget you he went pro out, out of yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Like you came in being a super freak of an athlete and you could shoot the ball. Like I feel like you came in, you had a pro game, right? Yeah. So so my question to you is mm-hmm. his game. In high school, like when did you know he was a problem and Come on. he was gonna get paid to do this? It was one. Pl- I give you one play. I mean, obviously, I watched him play for years now, and I knew what a talent level he was. But it was, and it, I think it was St. Benedict's against Eastside Prep, and he already knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> he already knows what I'm talking about. And it was the opening tip, Pete. The opening tip. They had some design tip alley oop play uh-huh. or something, and there was a dude on Eastside named Relly. Right? Yeah. Everybody loved Relly. <laughs> He was um That's he was Keith's cousin. that was Keith's cousin, a guy that I played with that went to Rutgers and and uh, and did his thing, graduated from there with flying he, colors. He played at Rutgers. He played at okay, Rutgers. So played ball play. at Rutgers. Okay. Marquise Webb. Webb. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, okay. And then, but Relly was his cousin, played on East Side, and then it was the opening tip, and it, it got tipped to Swish's teammate. All of a sudden, I see. By the way, by the way, Swish is the tipper, so he's jumping. He's jumping. Okay. on his team, so he tips it to his man, curls around. His man like took two fake dribbles. They, they to the don't left. go lob off the tip though. Lob off the tip. Relly thinks it's like a pass. <laughs> Relly's like, oh, they're not going lob off the tip. Let me try to deflect. He grabbed it off Relly's forehead and banged that joint so hard for the first two points. And mind you, it's packed. Oh, and it I was, was just like, oh yeah, it's a wrap. This, this is you, over. You remember like, that play? Switch? Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Absolutely, because I mean. Going to St. Benedict's and being an all-boys school, and regardless if it's in the heart of Newark or not, when you go into Patterson and you go and play Camden's and you you playing in all these places, people got people got pride. And the, mm-hmm. the way we when we was growing up, that if you played in Patterson, the whole whole gym's gonna be packed with people from Patterson, got yep. you. and they yep. rolling with people from Patterson, exactly. just like how it, <laughs> exactly. how it rock. Yep, and they was, I mean. From the from the gate, from the time I walked in, everybody knew who I was because I played with the players. But at the same time, they was rooting for they they Patterson people, and it just one trip, like you said, it started off with the lob, and then after that, we just kept it rolling. <laughs> Twenty eight points later, it was a wrap. <laughs> 
Let, let me ask you, Switch. So, like we said, like I said earlier, you went pro straight out of high school. This is your what season? This is 14. Does that bug you out that you're 14 yeah. year? Right? Like it's almost I look like, around, crazy. I look in the locker room and I'm sitting there looking at dudes that when I when I first came in, they were in elementary school. Wow. Like, oh man, I remember watching you when I was in wow. fifth grade or fourth grade. I'm looking here like, oh my god. But and, and this is like wow. real life because when I came in, I was eight, 17, 18 years That's old, right, and I got baby. I'm playing against dudes who's 32, yeah. my age yeah. now, grown 33, men, families, grand, yeah. grown men yeah. walking down, got four or five kids wow. and like kids 16 years old, like them the same age as I am, and I'm like, damn, like how <laughs> yeah, how it flips so fast. But you look around. I think Bron said this. Uh, was it this year? Definitely this year. Maybe last year. He was the oldest All Star, right? The most yeah. tenured All Star. And he said, "You you wake up one day, you look around, and you're like, holy shit! Like I'm <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. how this happens? Just right. me being the kid, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, let me ask you, Switch. Like, what does 14 year NBA vet champion say to 17 year old fresh out of high school, Jr. Smith? That's mm. a great question. That's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> Like with all your wisdom, ups, downs, question. wins, failures. I remember seventeen-year-old right? Oh, right? man. What do you? What do you? If you can impart any wisdom on the young kid, seventeen-year-old Jr. Smith, what are you telling him? Seeing everything you've seen now. More than anything, I would say, obviously, I mean, Hove is one of the greatest. So I would say, watch out for the fakes and stay true to the game. Mm. That's it. Watch out mm, for the perfect. fakes and stay true to the game. Couldn't have said it better. So I want to get into the season a little bit. Yes. Early on, obviously, you know, with the acquisition of different guys and acclimated to new teammates and all that good stuff. How's this season? If you had to, you know, talk to us about how this season has been for you, um, what what would you say? What, how would you categorize this season for you so far? Uh, I mean, we always talk to reporters and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. the first thing they say is roller coasters, ups and downs. Um, but for us, it's 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 hard because we always come into the training camp to looking at the looking at June. That's the first thing we look at. When we go to when we go from September twenty fifth or whatever it is, our mindset is we're gonna stay healthy enough to obviously we wanna win. We're gonna compete. But some days we're gonna need Kyle, you need to take a day off. Regardless of however our injuries or stuff like that mm -hmm. sets up, that's what that's what it is. We're gonna look to Okay, maybe well, Brian, you need to take a game, a game or two off here, even though he hasn't taken a game off, which exactly. is ridiculously impressive. But we we look at we look at our whole body of work from September to June, September to June, and the last four years, well, three three training camps that I've been in, um, and to see our roster dramatically change in the middle of the season like that, and still be one of the top teams mm -hmm. in the league. Or even better than where we started off, mm -hmm. it's it's crazy because has that ever happened? Have you ever seen that? Have you ever been a part of a team with just straight no nah. crazy right? Not on that, not on not on a team like this. I mean, yeah. we you trading all stars for I don't want to say role players, but for for lack of better words, that's what it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's it's people who that fit the system better, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's for our GM or call it. Bron slash GM coach or whatever, <laughs> whatever they want to call it, or however it LeBron fixes Russell, out. Well, however they fix it out or work it out, it, it works. It works. Let me let me ask you this: <clears throat> When I was preparing for this show, because I 
unlike other people on the show, prepare. prepare. <laughs> I prepare. I take my craft just, seriously. It, his preparation was going on your, on your IG. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's um, all he's looking at. I, I, I was looking <laughs> at, you know, how this season's gone for you. Forget wins, losses, all that stuff. You guys have had eight players at one point or another out have missed action for some reason or another. Right. Okay? And the head coach. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I've been, I'm older than both you guys by a couple of months, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you still in the threes? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'm, like, in threes, like. I'm in the threes forever. Oh, okay, forever. true, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, I've never, in, in all my years of just being around the game, in the game, just as a fan, I've never, ever seen a season like this where so many players have missed action and the head coach. Like yeah. in your experience, like do you notice that? Like it. you've lived through it this season. Like I've never seen it. Not 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 off the top of my head, and to have the players that we have, I've never seen it. It's 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 really been you know honestly a true testament to you know the core guys you guys have there that you've been able to like withstand you know the whole storm and and obviously I always I always say half jokingly it's like there's a lot of great that comes with LeBron. And there's also a spotlight that comes with playing with LeBron of like right. everything you guys do is news. Right. And that could be good or bad depending yeah. on how you play it. Yeah. You know, if you hitting shots and, I mean, grabbing rebounds or locking up and that, it, it'll be great. But on the other side, if somebody's cooking you or you're not mm-hmm. making shots, it's mm-hmm. terrible. It's the worst because they, it, it, like you said, that spotlight is on you and everybody feels though because you're on LeBron's team, you got to be. Not LeBron, but the next thing under LeBron. Like they, if you playing with LeBron, they expecting you to be Kobe D Wade or Chris <laughs> Bosh or right. somebody like that. Like right. and it's just it don't happen like that. Right. A, a friend of mine, you know, very close friends of mine. No, I don't like to fly. I'm, I fly a lot because it is the nature of what we do. I don't like to fly. And a friend of mine said I was telling him about a, a tough flight we had after All Star and we wound up playing with I heard LeBron. That. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it was me, Bron, Rich, Randy, and I'm telling him the story about the, the plane. And my friend says, hey, P, no one wants to die in a plane crash, but you definitely don't want to die in a plane crash with LeBron. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, what the fuck's the difference? He goes, well, the difference is it'll be LeBron and others perish. For right. sure. <laughs> Your name won't even be mentioned. Facts. He's like, you don't want that to happen. You'd be really small so, on the bottom <laughs> of the newspaper. <laughs> it's like Paul Rivera. You know, you know what I'll say? You know, I, I, I feel like, and I love your point of view on this, I feel like you don't get enough credit for being... The amazing team player you are, and, and I'll tell you why I say that. There's been ups and downs of the season. This player gets acquired. Maybe your role changes. Maybe it doesn't. You say all the right things and say, "Hey, whatever the team needs for me to do." You know, I'm a human. This isn't necessarily how I would want it, but whatever you need me to do, I'm here for service. Um, trades happen again. You know, you your role changes. You may not get the looks you get, shot attempts, all this stuff. No one, people that know basketball, like know basketball. Right. No. It's a big difference. 100%. Not just fans of basketball that watch basketball. It's a huge difference. People that know basketball don't just look at the numbers, look at the things that affect the numbers. Right. right? Look at looks, how many plays you actually get called for yourself, how many actual shots you're taking, your time, all of those things. Um, I think for me, it speaks to your maturity, right? We talked about you being in the league 14 years where. I you don't got to tell me I won't even ask you. I know just as a human, as a competitor, there's things you haven't necessarily loved, but you've taken them all in stride and said whatever's best for the team. You talk. Can you talk a little bit about that? About being a pro in your 14th year 
and putting the team first, even whether you agree or don't at times, putting the team's um, uh, putting the team's goals first and kind of going with the flow and saying, hey, listen, whatever you need from me, I'm here. What's well, that process been like for you? It's tough because for me, I'm a natural born scorer. That's mm-hmm. what I've done. That's what I've been known as my whole career. Take any shot. It can make any shot, whatever, whatever. No fear, nothing. And I, I've lived I've lived like that. So it's tough. It's tough at times. Let me I, let me rephrase that. It was tough at times until I won a championship. Got it. I mean, there's two people here that won championship. Did you? Well, in all of your well, professional. Well, again, I don't want to make this about me. But <laughs> get yeah, to the championship yeah, game. Did I you mean, get to the to the show. Did I you mean, get there at least? there's trophies, there's ribbons, there's, there's certificates, trof- whatever you want to see. Trophies and ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> you only get ribbons on the spelling bee. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Yo, this is about Gerard. This isn't about me, man. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. He said, "Once you won a championship, yeah. Once I won a championship, it was, it was, it was. My mindset was totally different. Like, granted, when I when I first got traded to Cleveland, I still, I still had that New York Knicks mindset of whether I come off the bench or whether I start, I'm gonna get mine. Mm -hmm. I just need everybody else to do what they got to do to get theirs, Mm -hmm. and." It might not have been the what. It might not have been that. What I was, I, it's not why I was brought there. I would say that. Got you. You know, and for me, to know how to actually play the game and know how to, you know, I I grew up playing the point guard position. Granted, I could score, but I always seen the extra pass and. Just sometimes I never made the extra pass because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if he was going to make it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a better shot with me with two people yeah. or, and him over, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And, and that's what, that's the, always the way I play. Like my coaches, even my rookie from my rookie year up until this point, they always told me, you know, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. I don't care if somebody's in front of you. If they if they if they're not touching you, they're not close enough. Mm. And for me, that's. It was it was tough because obviously not getting plays ran for you, but at the same time LeBron demands so much attention that I'm gonna you're gonna get open. Mm-hmm. And being the player that he is, he's gonna pass you the ball. So when you ready or when he's ready to give it to you, you better be ready to shoot mm-hmm. it and you better be ready to make it. So I didn't I never looked at it from a standpoint of man, I don't I don't get no plays. Up until I can't say that up until this year. Like this year, when you know, in struggles and not making shots and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I was shooting like below thirty percent from three, which has never happened for me. And it was like, you know, man, why are you struggling so bad? Why are you not playing? Why are you playing so bad? How about you help me out and run me a little play so I get a layup, maybe just to see yeah, the ball yeah, go in. Yeah. That changes the whole game. 100%. You know, and it, it was a struggle with me for that for for a while until, of course, I mean, my my rock, my wife is been there for uh for over 10 years now and she just told me like babe you know what maybe it's not maybe it's not your time right now your mm-hmm. time is always gonna your time is gonna come but right now it's not your time and i've just been waiting and be, being patient working on my craft and staying ready as much as i could and uh fortunately it's been my time as of late mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing it's i always say shooters and you're at the pinnacle of that i always say shooters are very similar to like defensive backs mm-hmm. right DBs, you get burned deep for a touchdown. You got to act like that shit never happened. Short term, and, and here we are yeah. again, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. 
you you could miss five shots and it's like oh we're coming to you oh for sure and you got to shoot this six like you're six like you're five for five at this point right right so you know for you I, I honestly believe look there's great shooters in NBA Steph may be the greatest shooter we've ever seen and and all these there's been great no, I shooters. know maybe he's definitely you, yeah? yeah so so he talk about that you think nice. Steph is the greatest shooter the greatest ever? shooter we've ever seen hands down. Why do you feel that strongly about it? Be- I agree with you. I just want your point. Because to the shots that he makes is by far some of the toughest shots I've ever seen taken. Wow. Let alone crossing, made. Yeah. Let alone yeah. made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crossing yeah. over, behind the back, just yep. letting it go, turning around, just running the other way, and it's... Man, ain't yeah. nothing else to be said. When I let this thing go, don't go for the rebound. <laughs> we need to get back. And that's right, right. and that's extreme. I mean, not only is it extreme confidence, but that's a talent, man. That's a mm-hmm. talent to have. His dad is obviously arguably one of the top mm-hmm. 15, 20, depending on what are you going by as shooters. But to, for him to make all of those shots off the dribble, pulling from half court, mm-hmm. that the shot he made against Oklahoma City two years ago. Yeah, coming like, across half, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Crazy. I think the thing that separates him is he got the ball on a string too, right? His yeah. father didn't really have yo-yo. that. Yeah. He got it on a string and yo-yo. the quickest release in the game. For and with sure. Those two you can't even you can't even argue. At any height, at any level, at any nah. any basketball game, that's gonna win every time. I'm I'm gonna take it a step further. A lot of similarities between his game and my game. I'm just gonna transition here, Swish. I don't know if <laughs> I'm just gonna move on from this. Um switching gears a little bit, not too crazy, but you know, LeBron and Ben Simmons get compared to each other a lot. Right. And as played. of they late, just an and, epic, they just, yeah. and they just played, epic game. Yeah. And, epic game. and not for nothing, I, I see the similarities. I see it because division, triple-double machine, all of that fun stuff. I guess what I want to ask you is, is do you see the same similarities that everybody else sees, and how far do you think Ben Simmons can go in this league? I think he can go as far as he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Like this is the the only the only difference between and I can't I can't honestly say difference because I I'm not with him on a day to day basis, but the only the only difference that I could possibly see is LeBron's work ethic compared to his work ethic. Mm. I'm never I'm not in the to question it, but I haven't seen it, so yeah. I don't know I don't know. But the you way, can speak for LeBron. But I can speak ethic, right. for LeBron's right. work ethic, mm-hmm. regardless of. If he went two for ten or he went eighteen for eighteen, he's gonna be in the gym the next morning. He's gonna be the first person there. He's gonna be one of the last people to leave. He's working around the clock on his body, on his the way he eats, everything. We've seen it. Y'all seen mm-hmm. it. Of course. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could say to, about Ben at this state is is if his work ethic is anything like LeBron's, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
So, so speaking of Bron, the uh, as we all love to call it affectionately, the goat conversation has been coming up a lot, very often. As we a got Bron, a clip, right? we got a clip for Swiss, right? Yeah. So we'll you know, what, the reason why I'm excited about this clip is because it's from another shooter, and shooters, as Jr. and I are, um, respect each other. And uh, we're not gonna do this we, the whole show. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, it's calling a spade a spade. Uh, um, so recently, Ray Allen, who was one of LeBron's teammates in Miami, was asked, you know, who he thought the goat was in the discussion with LeBron and MJ. And I'm just gonna, I want you to hear his comment if you haven't, um, and then I want you to comment on a his comment and b your thoughts on it if you don't mind. Uh, you played against MJ yeah. and Kobe and with LeBron. So where do you where do you stand right. on the goat conversation? Uh, yeah, I've seen all of them, and and by far uh, is Michael Jordan. I think he's in a conversation wow. amidst himself. MJ is is just on a different level because MJ. We're, and we're not talking about numbers. We're talking about his ability. You know, like he was. He played with dominance. He played with force, but he also played with finesse. Hmm. By far. Your initial By thoughts on far. that switch. By far, absolutely not, obviously. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, growing up, obviously, and I got the jersey tatted on my stomach. Like, MJ was the, the greatest of all time, in my opinion, up until two years ago. And, and I was with Ray on by far. But the last couple of years, at 33 years old, Averaging the triple double a whole month, going in, walking into the playoffs. I mean, just hit thirty one thousand points the other day. Hit thirty thousand points earlier this year. Eight thousand, eight thousand rebounds, eight thousand assists. It's just, it's insane, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, how far do we have? <clears throat> like, what, what more do we have to keep going as far as whether it's numbers right. or just ability? Like, w- at what point do we just say? When I have this argument all the time, um, not with P because we're on the same page, but with other people, and the only argument that I get in return is the era that Jordan played in. And I was like, "Well, LeBron what, can't what, have what, what, what year he what, was born. What about the era? That the era of the way they called fouls back then, and that it was tougher so, for so, Mike to score." So, so, so I'm glad you brought. Like I'm that. glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of bums in that era. A hundred percent. Let's be clear. A hundred percent. There were a lot of bums because. A friend of mine sent me a clip of of MJ scoring sixty something on the Cavs. Craig Elo was guarding him. <laughs> you have any idea what our guest today would do to Craig Elo? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Who was Craig Elo's backup? I don't even know. You he know? caught some of that too. It no, wasn't just Craig. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't even name his but, backup. But, but that's my point. Even guys that were like great defenders back then. No disrespect to them. And normally when you say no disrespect, you're gonna be really disrespectful. One hundred percent. Bill Lambeer couldn't make an NBA team today. John yeah. Sally could not make an NBA team today. Maybe they do. Maybe the 10-11 guys, because on a skill level, they're not there. These guys were starting guys, all-star. You know, like, so when I you look at you. it that way, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying there wasn't great players back then. There were some guys. I'm just saying we're getting to the point in time. GP, Dominique. <clears throat> where MJ's played so long ago that now it's, I caught a fish this big. Mm-hmm. MJ right. never lost a game. MJ won every right. game. He averaged 50. He didn't. He also averaged 27 shots a game once. Just season. like if I don't see footage of Will Chamberlain's 100 point game, I don't it never I, happened. I don't believe it. <laughs> You're not going to hold up a piece of paper next to your ear, bro. I think it was like Brown 
LeBron made a, 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 a very true statement about that situation. Like, it could have been somebody's 100th birthday, and he's like, yo, hold this up for my <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> for real. Or whatever. And for like, real. But we've never seen this. Never seen it. He averaged 50 rebounds. And now. And no footage. now, everyone from that era's gone. Everybody's dead. Nobody can believe Nobody's it. Nobody's alive still from that? That's what. I, my, my challenge on all this Bron <laughs> MJ thing is, listen, these guys, our guests being one of them, they're a different type of savage, man. Different. 100%. Like these guys, athletic ability, all that. And look, I'm not saying those guys weren't tough guys and all that stuff. Check. Rules, hand checking, all that. I get it. There weren't seven foot two guards back then either. No, of course. No. Of course. Absolutely. I, you know no. what I'm saying? Like, and, he, it's cra- and even back then, you would look at it like, wait, Chicago lost to the Sixers? Who? What? Like you'd be like, Completely astonished. Yes. Now yes. you'd be like, oh, Ben must have kicked yes. up. Yes. Joel Embiid right. must have dis- yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you've got guys that, that can have that competition now. MJ's contemporary, MJ's peers at the time that he was being compared to were Clyde Drexler. He didn't have to go through the Golden State Warriors winning 73 yeah, games. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. I'm just saying, <clears throat> if we're going to keep it a buck, let's keep it a buck. Guys today are bigger, faster, you know, and more LeBron athletic. Played, LeBron played against more Hall of Famers. Like you know, that's so a, so I just that's and crazy. and then the automatic one that always makes you laugh is they go to six six for six. Mm-hmm. A that's a team goal. Let's keep that a buck. Mm-hmm. Let's not a act hundred. like MJ ain't play with hundred. two Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, and a Hall of Fame coach, right? Right. So that's a team goal. But my point also is, when MJ played, I want to say sixteen seasons. So ten years, he didn't even make the finals. Yeah. So if we're gonna tell the story, let's tell the whole story. And look, I'm not here shitting on Mike. I had his posters up on my wall too. One thousand percent. I got his sneakers on right and, now. And yeah, I agree. And I agree with you hundred percent, Swish. That up to two years ago, I would tell LeBron MJ's the nah, goat. And you know what the Mike, greatest is? Sure. LeBron would tell you that. hundred percent. Oh, he's the goat. He's the, the greatest. The last thing, if you really want to keep it a thousand, is how when these guys, these upper echelon guys in the league, become free agents and become have their choice of where to go, ain't nobody coming to the East, bro. No, Facts. people are out of here. Every, they'd rather Facts. load up the West yep. and try their shot Facts. than come to the East and run into that buzzsaw. Facts. Like every time, the Facts. fact that he's shaping the NBA Facts. like this, dog, like Facts. that's a whole. And, but even feat. even that, like people, like the last since he's been in the league, everybody's like, oh, the East is weak. The East is that. East is this. Up until. A week, two weeks ago, people wasn't saying that. Yep. People were like, oh, Victor Oladipo got Indiana playing unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. right. Philly's exactly. coming. Exactly. Uh, Boston is just loaded Milwaukee up with Kyrie. Was Milwaukee is this. Point. Miami is there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they got all this talk, but now all of a sudden, oh, well, they won 11 out of the last 12. And, Great point. Uh, it's the East, though. This yeah, the East exactly. is weak. The East is that. Like, at what point do. Like at what point do you just give credit when credit is due? Like that's Great all point. I'm saying. Great point. One hundred percent. Speaking of the East, I know from you know being able to call you a a friend, like a real friend and family, and spending some time with you. I know how much you value relationships and 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 loyalty, and how you feel your teammates really are your family. Um, Kyrie recently, you know, they announced that he was out for the year. Have mm-hmm. you spoken to him? Have you gotten a chance? I know you're busy and he's busy and all that, but I know you had a relationship with him and you still do, right? Right, and showed him love when you guys played each other. Um, have you had the chance to speak to him at all since he's been out? I haven't. Um, I reached. Kyrie is different. I'm a, I'm gonna say that Kyrie is extremely different, and and not in not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's just that the way he is and. and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you are consistent about it. But one thing about him, he's going to be consistent on who he is. When we, when I was coming up, you know, I'd play against Kobe and 
you know, throw a little jab at him or something like, yo, what's going on? Can I work out with you or whatever, whatever? He would give me no response, like none. <laughs> so I could, and I would see that in, in Kai, like young guys would come up to him and we'd just give him a stale face. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that's just who he is mm -hmm. and that, that mindset that he's in. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, obviously everybody goes about their work and business a different way. And um, that's just what it is. So I don't, I don't take it personal, but I've reached out to him. Obviously, I ain't getting no response, but that's my like, that's like my kid brother. I love the kid. He's from Jersey. Um, had a, mm -hmm. is having a hell of a career, all star caliber player. But that's just who he is as a person. Yeah. So I want to switch things up a little bit. I want to talk playoffs because this is. We here, yeah, yeah. Like and this it. is the best time in the NBA for me. Two games I like left. where you're going this with this. Up, this is the best. This is the best part for so, me. So, so, so for a little bit ahead. of context, okay. we're recording this in studio on Sunday, so we don't know yes, the playoff matchups yet. We don't know, right. but I have a quite. I see what this says. Okay, go ahead. But it's I have a show. different. I have a talk about it's it. Your show. Talk about it. So I want to ask. Okay, there's four potential first round opponents for y'all: the Pacers, the Bucks, the Heat, and the Wizards. And this paper, shout out to Tunde back at the office. It says, you know, uh, <clears throat> it's asking me to ask you which one. Um, would you you know would you rather play against? But that's my question is which team do you think you guys match up with the best and that you would rather see in the first round? The Pacers, the Bucks, the Heat, or the Wizards? By the way, this is gonna show up on someone's chalkboard. The I'm just Pacers, asking questions. This the is just Bucks, the Heat, Heat, or the Wizards, or the Wizards. Pacers, Bucks, Heat, Wizards. Victor Oladipo, Greek Freak in the Bucks, D Wade in the Heat, John Wall, Bradley Beal. And the Wizards. See now, this is this is where I get personal. This is where I get personal because uh, I feel uh, like, as he says, this Farah from Clutch Sports has stood up. <laughs> stood up. Like, okay, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where I get personal. See, last year, like, so, and I've everybody knows, like, John is like my little brother. I love John since he came in. He he's a tremendous talent, and everything else that comes with. It. Everybody knows John, his his capability and his body of work. But they were drawing so much last year that we ducked them or mm, something right. because mm. they ended up losing a game seven in Boston or whatever the case. So I would say I would I want I want to play uh, Washington first because mm. I want to get this out the way. We're gonna get this <laughs> we're gonna get this done and we we'll talk about it when we get when we get to y'all in the summertime because we still got work to do after y'all. So. That y'all, we ducked y'all, so therefore, get let's to go get it. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go, go get it. Let's get it. And get it out it. the way. And I we go. We're going to tackle this beast yeah. now. I, love it. I just got goosebumps. Hey, you know I like that disrespectful <laughs> talk. You know, yeah, I'm, that. I'm, I'm with it. So listen, I don't even think, right. there's not another playoff question to ask. I'm the done. Man yeah, said I'm, what he needs we, to say. we can move right along. We're going to pivot something that I know, you know, you and I, you texted me immediately on this when Fact. this happened, right? Mm -hmm. Supreme. <laughs> That was so fire. That was such a great was look. Killer. That was such a great look. That was killer. Hey, so he sends me the text. He's like, yo, you seen this? And I'm like, wow, no. And then I don't know if you remember what our comment, what you said back to me. You said, only Swish could pull this off. A thousand percent. <laughs> that that campaign shouldn't have gotten to anyone else other than Swish. Like it spoke to everything. Not only what we grew up wearing and how we wore it and all of that, but just the person that he is to embody what Supreme is and what they tried to put across, they couldn't have no better person than Switch. It was the perfect combination. How'd that, how'd that happen? How'd that come about? Did they reach out? You reached out to them? You have a relationship with them? How'd that work? It's, it, it, it was funny because when I, when I first uh, heard that they were doing something with the NBA, 
um, they came out with the sleeves, and nobody at mm-hmm. this point in time. This was like oh, because that was a I remember huge that. I remember deal. That. When yeah, you so yeah. this was like two months. I had the sleeve tucked, like I had <laughs> ready. Yeah, I had the sleeve <laughs> tucked. I was gonna wear it at the garden. Okay, but I was like, you know what? The league is here, and they might just try and make me take it off at like halftime. At the game, at like, the game. That's tough. It's not a. It's a. Don't get me wrong. It's LeBron at the garden, but it's not like a. a a game where yeah. I got I got to give it to him. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you playing against New England. Like I got to give it to exactly, him. Exactly, one hundred percent. So we were uh, we were at home at the time, and I seen the young boy uh, Ubri wear it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, he stole my shine from <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, it was it was cool though because I looked at it like you know that's dope because it's the it's just a wave uh, that's that's coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just. Like when we, back in the day, I mean, obviously MJ and Scotty and GP and all those dudes, they was coming to the game, suited and booted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fresh, fresh to death. But in our era, the way we grew up, like you just said, mm-hmm. we was we gravitated to the streets. We street apparel. We hip-hop, like yeah, hip hop. You know what I mean? That was that's our outlet. That's how we that's how we got who we are with our swag and whatever, whatever. Like, really, if I was just if I was sitting here dressing like. They a dollar somebody like that, not to shut, not 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 to say his swag is trash, but that suits him. Whatever his style is, right? That whatever his style is, but that don't fit me. So if I'm out here doing what somebody else is doing and not mm-hmm. fitting myself, I don't fit in in the culture. I fit in by being me. You and you can saying? see that just by looking at it. first minute you look at somebody, you know if that look is them or if they trying. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the that's the one thing I didn't want to do. I never wanted to be a person that was trying. So when the supreme offer came to me, it was just like. I gotta do that because that's me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like if I catch somebody else in the Supreme, like I'm looking like that ain't that's you, not bro. you, bro. <laughs> that ain't like, you, like, too much. you know what I'm saying? That's not you, exactly. bro. Yeah. Exactly. You would have been in school suspension wearing that shirt. I'd have been over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you. It's also an exciting time of the year where most of our listeners are probably thinking like, "Oh, it's exciting because playoffs are around the corner and whatnot." For you, it's exciting for a number of reasons. One is it's playoffs coming up. But to the Masters, Masters. as yeah. we record this, right? Oh, I know you're, man. for people that may not know, you're a huge, I think I you actually even you to know, posted. they just teed off, oh, too, so, yeah, so, so yeah, I gotta yeah, catch it. Yeah. 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 Like, cut it, look, right? Um, talk to us golf. Like, you're, you're considered one of the top NBA <coughs> golfers, right? Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah. How often, when did the love for golf start? How often do you play? Talk to us a little bit about that. The crazy, the crazy part about it, rest, rest in peace, Moses Malone, man. Like, this is... I was played in Rashard Lewis's. Well, actually, I, I was I was just supposed to be there. I wasn't actually gonna play, so I don't want to get myself in trouble. Don't. I'm sorry, my wife is over there, but no disrespect, man. I don't know if she can hear me or not. But I was I was like a, you know, one of those guests that rode around on the golf course yep. and stuff like that. So I was drinking, messing around with the little cart girls and stuff like that, and I ended up pulling up on Moses Malone's group. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking trash. I don't. I never really played golf and stuff before. So he's out there hitting and guys hitting. Like, how, how old are you at this trash? point? How old are you? I'm like 19, okay. maybe 20. I'm like, man, y'all trash. Y'all this, da, 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 da. No, actually, I was older than that. I'm like 21, 22. Okay. So, a couple years in the league, you know, yeah. everybody. Yep. So I'm like, man, y'all trash. Y'all hitting in the woods, da, da, da. He's like, young fella, come hit this ball. You all that talk, come hit this ball. So I get up there. And hit the ball 300 yards down the fairway. I'm like, man, golf is easy. Look first at this. time out first the time gate. Get out, out the here. gate. Out the gate. He wow. showed me how to hold the club and all that. And I just like I'm a person that if I can see you do it, I can do it mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So he uh, 
I watch a couple guys swing, and then I get up there, 300 down the fairway. I hop back in the cart with the cart girls. <laughs> I'm driving off, laughing, and da, da, da. And then I pull up on a group again, because obviously golf is like four and a half yeah, hours. long time. You know what I'm saying? Long time. So I pull up on this group again. He's like, man, young fella, do it again. They can't believe you hit it again. I get up there. I couldn't even hit the ball. <laughs> I swear. And after that, I bought like three sets of golf clubs in like four days, dog. Like I was on it and still am. I mean, fortunately, it's just something I love. I got to. Like how my passion was for basketball when I first touched the ball, that's how it is for golf at this wow, point. Wow, that's a huge statement. Yeah. Give me the top four NBA golf players. Currently playing? Yeah. Uh, I would say Steph. Okay. Um, is there anything that guy's not good at? Jesus it's crazy, Christ. Yeah. I heard he nah, was a good ridiculous. golfer too. Yeah. He's, He's really good? I heard he was nice. Yeah, okay. he played in the, uh, one of the, um, what is it? What is it? Them little tournaments? Yeah, he played in the... Uh, it's like the D League of golf. I forgot. I forgot the damn name. It's crazy. Okay. But he played one. He played one of the tournaments, and um, he he actually did really well, which was not so. I mean, I'm not gonna say surprising, but it is surprising because these other guys that do this, that play golf, they play. They're playing to get on the tour, mm -hmm. and they playing this for. They playing all day long and practicing yeah, four or five lives. hours a day. This but this, do. he coming off of. 300 three-pointers <laughs> in the NBA season playing 82 games and coming out here and still, like, playing well, Word. which is, like I said, is, is, is crazy. But uh, if I had to go one through four, probably him, uh, Kyle Corver, myself, and probably CP. Oh, CP's wow. got, okay, CP. CP's yeah. got a lot yeah. better. Yo, I actually have a CP story. So we're in Vegas two summers ago. Like, Bron, the whole fam's in town. And um, I think it's like during summer league, so there's a lot of ball players out there. And Farah actually, um, who's here, who's amazing, um, puts together a trip. We're going to Top Golf, right? Right. Yeah. You know, Top place is amazing, right? Though. Which is basically oh, for, for you people that don't know, it's basically like bowling, golf, and a nightclub all, all mixed in, all, all, all in one, right? Especially in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah Vegas they got the pool over there. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's next level, right? So, you know, I'm lefty swinging with a right club. I don't play golf. I've never tried it. Whatever. So I go up there and I'm like hacking away and CP's next after me. So I said, uh, you know, I don't know any better. I'm like, CP, you, you play often? He goes, I have a simulator in my crib, dog. Yeah. I said. Oh, no, it's serious. I said, cool. So you play often or you don't? <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you ain't got to style on me, fam. Just, you could have just said yes. 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 Exactly. So you go with yes. Oh, he's good for that, though. He's good for that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Um, and even you won. I remember a couple of years ago at the ESPYS has a has a golf tournament, and you won that joint, right? A couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, I, I, my group won it. We. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. It was it, it was crazy because I at first you know I was in LA and I was we were playing and uh, I was like man I don't even know if I want to go out there because I played so bad the day before I'm like man I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, just, you know, just do it fair, of course. It's like, nah, you got to do it, you got to do it. I was like, all right, cool. So we get go out there, and it's like Dominique and his group and, like, different different uh, celebrities, Jerome Pettis is out there, all these guys who actually play and who mm -hmm. like, really good. And uh, for us to go out there and win that, it was, it, was, it was a special moment for me because it was, like, my first golf trophy, you know what I mean? You remember you first got that first Biddy League trophy, mm -hmm. and, and you – you go up there, you happy, mom Vaseline's you down and all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. But you get your, you get your the first golf trophy, that was dope, though. That's, That's what's up. up. So listen, we're going to we're gonna get you out of here, but before we get you out of here, I know the masses have started and whatnot, and Farrah's starting to pace and look at me in the other room over there. <laughs> um, 
what are you going to be listening to in your headphones, you know, when it's time, as I like to call it, time to get to the money, playoff time. Right. What are you listening to either in your headphones and the whip on the way to the arena and the locker room? What, what's what's getting you in the right frame of mind? Um, the last couple of years, I listened to Bryson Tiller because I'm a real... Oh, okay. The way I... The, when I shoot, like my pregame warm-ups, when I shoot, it's like it's got to be a dope melody. It's got to be a good vibe shooting. And uh, for whatever reason, like I can, I know how good and how bad I'm shooting, or where I'm. If I'm by listening to his album, if I listen to his album and I'm and I'm done with my routine by track three, I, or oh, wow. I already know. Wow, you know what I'm saying? And and I, I know I'm shooting bad. I get all the way to Rambo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know. Yeah, you know I mean, like I, I, I got it. I got it synced in my head. But at this point, right now, I've been listening to I've been listening to uh, Pablo, Kanye. Uh, I've been in a, a, a sick Kanye mood. Yo, low lately. key, that Pablo album is That's so fire. It's so it's underrated, so fire, bro. Aging well. Oh no, it's, it's aging yeah. very well, dog. Yeah. That, it's that album crazy. is crazy. Like we, I mean, we all know we talk we talk about music a lot, and uh, that he's so under. He, that, that album is very underrated. Give me your top five artists right now. Not of all time, right now. Right now, um, Drake is obviously leading the pack. That, That's that not even What's it called? Not, nice for what? Nice for what? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. He's obviously leading the pack. 100%. Um, I got a toss-up right now between, because uh, I love Dave East album, and I love Nipsey's album. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. I gotta, go Davies album reminds me of like what we used to listen well, to like, when we was growing well, well, up. Right, that's that why I give. That's yeah, why yeah, in that my kind of rap. It's from different. being from the east, that's why I give him the, that nudge. It's it's funny you say this. Someone said this the other day and it blew my mind. They said Davies and Nipsey are like twin brothers that got separated at birth. That's and facts. one's in the West, one's in the East. East. For that's sure. Facts, right? That is that's the most absolute fact I've ever heard. Wow. Insane. A hundred percent. Insane. Anyone else you're listening to right now that you're excited about or gets you? Um, I mean, I've... I've been a Twenty One fan. I'm a mm. Kodak fan, so I get my little my my trap music on, of course. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, you ask people top five. That Kendrick ain't even nowhere in his in his. Well, well his, no, here's see, the difference with Kendrick. You, you, know what you I'm pre- Kendrick's great. He's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to listen cover to cover. I don't know if I'm playing Kendrick in the whip. Gotcha. I'm with you all day. No, I'm definitely. I I I've, I went through that episode. I went to that, that moment of yeah, Kendrick. Because you got to be like, in a mood. You got to be in a moment for Kendrick. You can't just be like, yes. oh, I start my day, brush my teeth, yes. put Kendrick on. Yes. Yeah, I you have a headache nah, by I gotta, noon. Yes. I got to be going a... through something. And I, like Something happened to me to where I was like, you know what? The hell with it. Like, damn. Exactly. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, just like the album say, damn. And it's just, I just got to be going through it. And, uh, but obviously, that's nothing taken away from Kendrick. Kendrick is amazing. Great, and I didn't say J. Cole either. J. Right. Cole is obviously. Right. And I don't know if you guys know this. But he went double platinum with no features. <laughs> no, no features. No features. You know how hard that dude is to do, bro? In this day and age? In this day and age? That's crazy. Oh, you got that's somebody crazy. like Quavo who making hooks like that, and you yeah, just crazy. like, nah, I'm good. Yes. I, got, I got my yeah, own shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't need Bryson Tiller for this hook. Nah, I don't need Scissor. I, got... I don't need nobody. Nobody. I'm good. La- last question, and then we'll get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, J.R. Smith, NBA champion, 14 seasons. Um... You know, all the accolades, six men of the year, you know, however many threes you've hit up at the, up to this point. 
when it's all said and done, well, hope, which hopefully won't be for another four or five years, whatever you decide. My boy trying to play 20. Right? We had this yeah, conversation a long yeah, time ago. There you go. So six more, 20. Whatever, whatever he wants it to be. How do you want to be remembered when someone says J.R. Smith? Um, damn. Like, cause when I grew, when I was coming up, I never feel like the young, the older guys like really embraced me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Brian and I talk about this a lot too. Like, when you think about the, his comparisons or our comparisons or to to people who are ahead of us, it was for them. It was always like an ego thing. With I'm not gonna show the young man no love. Nobody showed me no love, so I gotta. I gotta give him tough love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, for me, it's like whenever the young guys come up and ask me, or they ain't even gotta ask me, I just go tell them. It's just like, bro, like it's it's a certain way you go about your business, your profession, or whatever you want to call it. You like I, I talk to Jordan Clarkson a lot because I I see a lot of similarities within him and myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not trying to tell him what to do, but just give him a little insight. You know what I'm saying? Just something that I would look to, I would hope somebody would, would have told me, but didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never want to I never want to be the guy who just shine on, try to overshine somebody or something like that. So at the end of the day, I just want to be a real one. I just want to give, give the youth some of my knowledge, if not all of it, if they want it. But if they don't, then you know what I mean? That's fine with me, but... I don't. I don't never want to feel like somebody like I cheated somebody, like especially one of my teammates, because I look at all my teammates as brothers. Like I can go back and name pretty much. I can name every teammate I've played with and on each team. You know what I'm saying? So it's. I've never like I. I hate. I hate that. I got when I hit you in the summertime. I expect you to hit me back. You know what I'm bigger saying? than basketball. It's bigger right. than basketball. Yeah, like yeah, I know your wife, I know your yep. kids, I know how you move, I know how you don't move. I like I know everything about yep. you, bro. Like I know more about you than probably your family do. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and I look at and I and I take those to heart because I'm a very loyal person. So, like I don't, I never, I never try to sugarcoat that with nobody. I always let them know what it is. Like, bro, if you, if I'm gonna rock with you, I'm gonna rock with you. If I'm not gonna rock with you, I'm not gonna rock with you. I don't. There's no in between with right. me. You know what I mean? I can't think of a better way to end it. I and mean, one thing I can say just about Swish, he's always been this way. He's always been himself, unapologetically. He's going to be himself to the day he dies. Cause, and that's the way I met him, and that's the only way I know him to be is himself. So him saying to be remembered as a real one, that, that strikes with me because that's the same thing I said in my brain. Like Swish is the realest dude that I know, to be honest. I'll say this, man. I can't think of a better way. Three real, three real ones in the studio. Three champions in the studio. See, I was with you with the real ones. When we go to champions, I got to see this footage, bro. He don't got no footage, Swish. No, no, it's no, been no, years no, now. No, we no. Do, it's been no, what? No, How long no, we been no. doing this podcast? There's, a little over there, a year? There's footage. There's footage. It just hasn't been the right time. It's buried in Puerto Rico has, somewhere. <laughs> you, guys, you, guys have buried. V, you guys have VCRs? You know what, man? Hey, we can we we convert that format it quick. <laughs> we can that format Let's close this show. Swish, I appreciate you coming through, my brother. We love you here on the show. You already know. Good luck in the playoffs. Good luck in the playoffs. And good luck with the golf swing and all of that fun stuff. So we appreciate you, man. Feel free, obviously, to continue to subscribe on our show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all of that, powered by Uninterrupted. And uh, we'll catch y'all on the next one. Sure. Peace.